The following broadcast is brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International. Father, let every ear be anointed to hear, every heart receive, receive all that you have. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want you to take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Ephesians. And this was one of the messages that I never got out <laughs> at the conference because I got slammed so many times. And I felt that I needed to finish up on the overflow. And I thought, I'm doing that this morning. Because I just never had opportunity to fit it in. And Sunday night, you know, was a distraction for me. Because you've got all these parents, they're not interested in listening to what I have to say. They just want to get the certificate for their kids and get out of there. So if you saw how many people were glaring at me Sunday night, it was like I was in a hostile territory. It was like... You know, they, they will just shut up and give our kids the certificate. We're not here for anything else, but anyway, pretty hostile territory. Ephesians chapter 3, and I've titled this Overflow According to the Power. According to the Power. I wanted to do this, I believe, Saturday morning, Saturday night. I never had the opportunity. And then Sunday morning, didn't have that opportunity either. Verse 14, for this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, which is what's happening to Sam. When you, when you hold your stomach like that, God is strengthening you in the inner man. So you are an example of what actually I'm preaching about, which people don't realize that that's actually a process. May you be able to comprehend with all the saints what's the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled through all the fullness of God. And then verse 20, now unto him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So that power is at work in you so that God can work his plan in you. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan, what plan? God's eternal plan, the plan of why you're here on the earth, which you are built together in Christ. I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory, now, a treasury is a place for a country that 
is all the supply of that nation. And I won't talk about our treasury, how, <laughs> well, let's leave America out of it. But we're talking about God's eternal kingdom, okay? So heaven's treasury. There is everything that you and I need. He wants you to be, he, he will grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened. Everybody say strengthened. Reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. May Christ actually through your faith dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love, founded securely on love that you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth, the length, the height, the height, and the depth of it, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, which many people in the Christian world have a knowledge of the love of God, but they have no experience of it. Sam, what you had... Pastor Sam, what you had was you experienced it. But it's hard to put it into words because it's God. That you may be filled through all your being under the fullness of God, have the richest measure of the divine presence. That's what happened. And become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. And then it says, now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power that is at work with us. Now say this often, his power, his power. That's, at that's at work in me. He's able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams, which I'm going to elaborate a little bit on this tonight I want you to bring a pad with you because we're going to write down some things. Are you with me? Because we, I'm pushing for this backside of the year to be greater than anything we've ever experienced. Can you say amen? amen. Now, when we talk about overflow, where, where's this overflow coming from? Somebody said, well, it starts out of heaven. Yeah, but when it comes out of heaven, where does it go? Into you. So then future overflows, where is it coming from? It's coming from you. In other words, God makes you a source of his power to a lost and dying world where that anointing will flow forth from you. Somebody said, well, Pastor, I, I, I really feel too energized. Or, Look, it's got nothing to do with how you feel. Or what. Somebody said, I don't even, I, I just feel, I feel terrible. What's that got to do with it? Did you get, you went to sleep on fire and you woke up backslidden? I mean, how does this even work? <laughs> if there was a way of us coming up with a flow meter to see how much is flowing from that person, we'd probably be shocked. I mean, if I could invent it, I'd do it and get every river member on so I could see what your gauge is. <laughs> it's not what happens in church here. Anybody can get anointed here. You can bring an Aflac duck down the aisle and he'll get anointed. <laughs> it's when you go out, when you face the battles on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever you're facing, 
So I would like to see the outflow from people when faced with a problem. Because most people, they call the prayer line. I need the prayer line. Well, so you can get somebody, and, and please call the prayer line. Because you need somebody that has an outflow or overflow that can pray with you and believe God. We're hearing so many testimonies coming from the call center of miracles of provision, miracles of breakthrough, miracles of healing. Some of the most amazing miracles are taking place. We probably should tell more of them. Are you with me? So a flow meter, some, something that you can measure or quantify. Because you should be able to measure it to see the results if it's real. Is, is it play play? Is it pretend? Is it real? Then we should be able to see results. Why would we spend our life and ministry running around talking nonsense when you can't quantify what we're talking about here? I'm not a person that likes to play games. I mean, if something's not working, I, I shut it down. I, I'm not here to keep anything going for any image or whatever. I look for results. I'm looking for results at the university. I'm looking for results. That's why you guys bless me more than you know, because I know you hung around here for a long time, but I never gave up on you. I remember walking over and found you on that side and said, the Lord's preparing you. I didn't understand all God, what God was doing for you, but I just, the Lord said, because I said, Lord, do you want me to do something? He said, no, leave them. I'm working a work with them. I'm doing a work in them. And basically what happened, it was the power that was working in you kicked in. It took a while. It took a while. But you got, you got it. And it's going to take a while with some of the others. I know who they are. I'm watching them, but, but they're going to get it. If you could get it, they're going to get it. They will get it. Finally, they'll get it. Amen. You know, a husband and wife will get on the same page. Right. You know, some of them are not on the same page. Not that they're in disagreement or anything. They're just not on the same page. Hello. Why is it getting so quiet here? Your output, what's coming forth from you. They check, they check every electrical outlet to see if, there's, if you go plug into one of these outlets and nothing's coming out, then what is it? It's just a useless outlet. Isn't that right? If you go to a water faucet and you turn it on, nothing comes out. If you go to any place where you can plug in and there's nothing coming out, it's useless. And let me tell you, a Christian with nothing coming out of them is useless. Are you calling me useless? I never said you. I said a Christian where nothing's coming forth from you is useless. It's like drive, trying to drive a Tesla with no batteries. Are you with me? <laughs> All right, leave that alone. We're looking for fruit. 
We're looking for production. And for many people, this is always somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. It's It's always somewhere. It's always when you wish upon a star. It's always somewhere in the future. If somebody has a heart attack, keels over, you grab a defibrillator, isn't that right? Huh? You switch the thing on, you hear a whining sound. You rub the paddles together for whatever reason. I never do understand why they do that. Whatever. Who knows? And then you rip the shirt off so you've got clear skin. You take the paddles and you hit them. Boom! Like that. And what happens? The whole body reacts to the energy, the electricity, the electricity going in, and they go, boom, they'll, they'll jump like it. But you tell the living to stand clear. Because if the living don't stand clear, they're going to be more living than they were before. And they'll hit them again, and they have to get that charge going. I don't know, it takes like a minute or something, or whatever, 30 seconds to get the thing back to where, okay, we're going to hit him one more time, hit him again. Do you know how many defibrillators I've run out of in some churches trying to just get the, trying to get the pastor going? And the deacon board. I remember I was telling you about when we went back to Southern Africa, I got to go and visit the Lions, which are their top Curry Cup rugby team. And they, the, the, the manager and everything, they were showing me around Ellis Park, and they said to me, you know, things have changed since you played rugby over 40-plus years ago. I said, so what do you do? He said, well, each person in their jacket, we've got electric sensors, and we've got, a, we've got a computer for each person, and we can tell by their effort on the field, we can tell the computer's telling us they're running at 38%. That's why we pull them off, and we put the next player in. Well, I didn't realize that that's how they're actually doing sports these days. Can you imagine? So you can't come off and tell the coach, no, I, I gave it everything. And he goes, no, no, come here, look at your stats. <laughs> I thought, boy, could I get that for the church? I'll connect every member to it, and then you come here moaning on a Sunday morning. Well, we're just not seeing a breakthrough, but when I pull up your stats, Monday you goofed off, Tuesday you did nothing, Wednesday you never even prayed, Thursday you never even read your Bible, Friday you just said hallelujah once. <laughs> no, it's the truth. I mean, you ask yourself the question, am I giving everything that I have in my effort? In, in, somebody said, well, it's not uh, work of the flesh. We understand that. But spiritual exercises that we are to perform on a daily basis in believing God. And I'll give them to you here. But we need to be accountable. We need to be accountable, number one, to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit's right there with you all the time. He's telling you. The Holy Spirit's saying... Um, You're being a little slack here today. I'm not. Yeah, you are. You you know you are. 
You know better than that. That person come by, they were sick. You didn't even reach it. You didn't even say, let me pray for you. Yeah. Well, Lord, I was busy. Yeah, but they needed help. Yeah. You could have taken 20 seconds. You see, the difference between someone seeing breakthroughs and someone seeing nothing is just what I'm talking about right now. It's not, God's not picking on one person and choosing them above another. Obviously, Josh had to get it for himself. She's praying. She's praying. Well, I tell you, babe, I like how they call each other babe. Babe. Yeah. I so, said, I tell you, babe, we just need to pack our bags, put it in the car, and go. Seriously? Where are we going to go? I don't know. We just get in the car and go. Well, I can't feel that. So let me pray for nine months. <laughs> Go. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right. Hey, babe. <laughs> so it, just in the action of going, you begin to release things. Are you with me? You begin to release things. You begin to see the supernatural in manifestation. Instead of looking to somebody, well, they're going to make a way for me. No, God's already made a way for you. So the Holy Spirit, we are accountable to the Holy Spirit and we're accountable to one another. You shouldn't be upset if I walk up to you and say a few things to you because my motives are totally pure. If I say to you, hey, come here, I want to talk to you. Come on. Somebody said, well, pastor spoke to me. It's only because I love you. I, I'm not, I only want to see the best for you. Are you with me? Somebody said, well, speak to me. I don't have anything. If I had something, I'll tell you. But don't be upset if I come up to you and say something. I'm not going to make it up. You have a word for me. Uh, no. Well, Pastor, if you have something, will you tell me? I promise you, I will tell you. So we must be accountable. Everybody say accountable to the Holy Spirit. And accountable to one another. So... You need to maybe listen to your wife. It would save you nine months. <laughs> because you married, she says, she was speaking by the Spirit of God. But obviously it took him nine months to get it into his spirit. Get his head out of the way. That's what he said. It took him nine months to get his head out of the way. Is this helping anybody else? It's according to the power that's at work within you. There can be great power at work in you, but head up here, stopping everything that God wants to do through you. Head is stopping everything. God is speaking to wife. Head. Then you pray, oh God, speak to me, Lord, speak to me. I'll give you this, tell you the same thing I told your wife. God doesn't want you to be weary and well-doing for in due time at the appointed season you're going to reap. 
You're going to reap. The harvest is inevitable. You can't stop the harvest. And I could, I could, but I'm not going to because this will take another hour, but I could go to Mark chapter 4 about some 30, some 60, and some 100. Some, everybody say some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. So we've got to see some fold. Are you with me? The only fold some people have is folding a napkin. We've got to see multiplication. We've got to see an increase yeah. take place in all of our lives. Production. Everybody say production. So the power that is causing the activation, it's not ours. It's his power. But his power has been made available to all of us. Now, hand me that bottle of water over there. So here's the thing. So... Yes, this bottle of water. If we had a microphone and we could interview this bottle, and we'd say to the bottle, oh, so glad to have you with us today. Oh, really good to be here. <laughs> and if the bottle began to brag about the water that it contained as though the water originated inside the bottle, you'd say to the bottle, but do you realize that without somebody else putting water in you, you're useless? It's the same for you. Without him putting his power in you, it's just you. So the bottle should be able to say, it's not I that doeth the work. But my father within me, he doeth the work. Because people say, I want to be used of the Lord, but I don't want it to be me. Well, who's it going to be? It's like that bottle saying, I would love people to drink from me, but I don't want them to be drinking from me. Well, what? Well, I just wish my bottle was a different shape. Give me I don't like the label on my bottle. If I could just have a different label. My nose is too big. My nose is too small. If I could just have a right-sized nose, I'd be able to be used of God. All of that is superficial. Are you with me? It's nonsense. But yet everybody, boy, this thing's like put on here. I'm trying to give this bottle a facelift. Rip that label off there for me. Yeah, it's, oh yeah. When all else fails... Bite it with your teeth. He's from India. That's what they do. Okay. Are you okay? You all right? Okay. No, I mean, thank you. There. So now the label's off. So what do we know about this bottle? We, we don't know where it comes from anymore because the label's gone. But we know it's water. Are you with me? It's water. We can prove it's water. (laughs) 
I know I'm ruining the new chairs and the carpets and everything, but you get the message. Okay, so I mean, it's empty now, and if it doesn't get filled, it's useless. Somebody said like this. He fills you up to pour you out. He fills you up to pour you out. Say this after me. He fills me up to pour me out. There's a couple of people I should have walked up and just poured it on your head. <laughs> These people are actually volunteering. <laughs> it would be great if we were out in the pavilion. It was really hot. But so it's, it, it has its source in him. This power has its source in him. In him we live and move and have our being. Our life is hid with Christ in God. And therefore, there are heaven's solutions for earth's problems. Say this after me. There are heavenly solutions for earthly problems. That means there's not one problem this week that there's not a heaven solution for. According to the power at work in you. Are you with me? Because it comes a time when you don't even know who to call. Who you're going to get on the phone. Who, who can I get access to? I need help. Well, I'm telling you right now, your help comes from the Lord. Somebody said, Pastor, I'm all alone. You don't need any more. Just right where you are, you call out to him, and he comes, and he'll give you the answer, and he'll show you exactly what he wants you to do. And it'll be supernatural. So, say this one more time. There are heavenly solutions for every earthly problem. And what if I told you that you carry the solution on the inside of you? It's going to take a little convincing for some of you. Hmm? That's why it's going to be me preaching messages in a different way. Same message, different titles, different scriptures, until you get it. Because I've got to have all of you functioning. Some say, well, God didn't call me to go to Thailand or what? No, but he called you to function here in the city of Tampa. Otherwise, if you don't function, God's going to have to send somebody from Thailand here with the power to come and operate here because you're not doing your job. And then you'll be walking around and there's somebody from Thailand. Happy Tampa! Happy Tampa! <laughs> Somebody said, not me, Pastor. Yes, you. 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 Don't look at the person next to you. I'm not talking to you. He can't be meaning me. I mean you. All right. So, I'm going to run through some things, which you know all of these things, that need to be part of our daily discipline.
and part of our daily output. Are you with me? Number one, praying in the Holy Ghost. You say, why? Because when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you can't interfere with the prayer. If you pray in English, you argue with it. I don't want to do that. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, if you pray in the Holy Ghost, you can't interfere with the prayer. It's the Holy Spirit praying through you the perfect will of God. Somebody said, well, what am I praying? He'll tell you later. Once you become agreeable. Then you're giving. Why? Because that's an output. You're giving as an output, an, uh, an outflow, an overflow from you. Blessing others, whether, and somebody said, well, is it to do with the gift or what? No, blessing people, blessing them, encouraging people, blessing people. Amen. people you, you find people say, I can't make it, I'm not going to be. Listen, sit down here, you're going to make it. Encourage, my wife will tell you, there are many phone calls, I'm on the phone call encouraging people. There are times when I don't really feel optimum, but I'm always encouraging somebody else. Are you with me? They got, off, they got off the phone and said, man, pastor really encouraged me. Pastor was actually encouraging himself while he was encouraging you. <laughs> Somebody said, I really need encouragement. Okay, stop talking about yourself and start talking about Jesus and start encouraging other people. Amen. The Bible says he who waters, he's going to be watered himself. Amen. That's why he gets watered which is always watering people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry about that water there. I needed to check. It looked like a bird flew overhead, but <laughs> I realized it was still some of the water that I'd thrown. And then being joyful. Being joyful. Keeping your spirit light. Not walking around with a heavy spirit. How is there going to come an overflow from a heavy spirit? What, what's going to happen? What's going to take place? You walk in the room. By the time you leave, everybody leaves worse off than what you found them. joy. You're going to carry joy this week everywhere you go. People, people are going to wonder what you were doing this weekend. They're going to say, well, look, tell us. And you say, I went to church. They go, no, tell us what you really did. Look, I mean, there's already joy all over this place. If you're watching by way of television.
This is serious stuff happening here. It's called joy. Rejoicing. Joy and rejoicing. And then worship. Worshiping him. Worshiping him. Worshiping him. Just driving down the road, just singing. Somebody said, well, I don't know how to sing. Just sing. Just make a noise. Nobody can hear you. You're by yourself. Just sing. Let me ask a question. How many of you sing on a daily basis? Wow, look at that. Now, what do you sing? <laughs> oh, because If you sing some nonsense coming out of the music industry, no wonder you're depressed. The person singing the song has had three attempts on their life by themselves. <laughs> when you listen to music coming from people who are contemplating suicide, what does it tell me? That's what's going to come into your life. amazing how the best they have to offer is always about a breakup, a marriage that went south, she ran off with my truck. <laughs> I lost my mind. So we say, yeah, but the music's, I like the music. I don't really listen to the words. No, the words come with the music. Yeah. The words are going to get in you, and then when you put the music off, you think, she ran off of my truck. <laughs> <laughs> then you think, she better not. <laughs> then you find, you're trying to find ways to protect your truck in case she runs off from your truck. Your wife says, I'd like to borrow the truck. No, you can't borrow the truck. <laughs> All because of a stupid song. <laughs> now you say, well, you're oversimplifying. No, I'm not. I'm telling you, this is how it all happens. Because it's that indoctrination, it's that, pro that program is going into your subconscious. That's what's coming out of your mouth. That's what happens to kids going to school. Into the, into the secular school system. They're already programming them to fail. They're programming them to, to be a total failure in their life. They clutter them with everything that's nonsense. They break individuality. They break the identity. They break the individuality to where they can't think for themselves. They have to think the same collective, which you work out how the world's thinking. 
So worship and then winning souls. You see, I think that you guys have so much of an advantage over many people in the Christian realm because there's many people in the Christian realm, they don't even think about them winning souls or them telling people about Jesus. When we first came to America, which was 96% or 95% of America never told another person about Jesus. That means out of all the Christians in America, only 5% actually told another person about the Lord. That means people would come to church, sing in the choir, serve in the church, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they never told another person, ever. Never mentioned Jesus to anybody. People didn't even know that they actually went to church. I remember back when the church is now 26 years old, back in the early years of the church, I think we'd been going like two, maybe three years, a lady came up to me, she shook my hand, she said, Pastor, I just want you to know, I had a miracle happen at work. I said, you did? What happened? She said, I've been working there for two years. I said, okay, so what happened? She said, I found out that the lady opposite me is a Christian. <laughs> and I looked at her, and she said, isn't that exciting? I said, no, it's not. She said, why? I said, it took her two years to find out that you were one. Don't you understand what you just told me? You've been working for two years, and you didn't know the lady opposite you was a Christian, and you're so happy because you found out. But that's actually, it's terrible, because it took her two years to find out you were one. And I know there's also a way we don't want to push Jesus down their throat. Nobody's pushing Jesus down anybody's throat. You just, it's an overflow. People go, what is it that you have? Well, it's not an it. His name is Jesus. He saved my life. He turned my life around. I'm, I, I was on my way to hell. I was lost. I was lost. I was depressed. I was on drugs. I was on alcohol. I didn't even know if I was even going to make it. And then suddenly, Jesus came into my life. My whole life changed. They can see when it's real. They say, hey, can I have some of that? I want some of that. Yeah, well, where, where do you go to church? I go to this place called the river. Come with me to the river. So daily disciplines to check what my output is. Now, does it mean, does it mean you can't take a day off? Thursday, I did nothing. But I was on the phone. I was on the phone for like six hours, praying with people. So I put more into Thursday when I was off. And I mean, I slept in between calls, you know what I'm saying? I did, because I just did nothing. But I did more on Thursday than some people do in a week on my off day. Somebody said, but you said you were off. I was, but people are having problems. <laughs> How can you do that? I heard of this uh, one couple, the, the little baby, stillborn, pastors. And he texts me on my Instagram, he said, we don't even, we're speechless, but we knew to reach out to you because 
you know, your daughter. I said, give me your number. I called them. I said, this is the devil's going to pay. I prayed with them. They both were weeping. And then we were weeping. And Donnick and I said, they crying eyes out with them, praying with them. And then the joy hit them. And, and they fell with joy. And they said, yes. I said, we're going to make the devil pay. And I'm sitting, I'm lying in the bed crying, she's crying. We, what time was it? One, one o'clock in the morning, something like it. 1.30 in the morning, because they're in California. Yeah. So I knew I could call them. Anyway, if you get a call from somebody at two in the morning, it's probably me. <laughs> or five. Five in the morning or two, it'll be me. Because I don't care what the time is. You know, people are, people are struggling. I'm not waiting until nine o'clock. Are you with me? Somebody said office hours. I don't have office hours. My office is always open. We're always reaching out to pray for people and help people. Are you with me? And then I was so encouraged. I was encouraged, encouraging them. And they were so encouraged that I called to encourage them. And they said that you would take time to even call us at this time. But you could see it just in the, in the message that came through. Does that mean I'm going to call everybody? I wish I could. I can't. There's some people, I let my staff call. Are you with me? Because I get called by ladies. I can't call ladies. Why am I calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> I put one of our pastors, your wife, on the phone with you. you. Give me your number, I'll get them to call you. I ain't calling you. I ain't calling you. Sorry. And anyway, if I did call you, be on speakerphone, and she's sitting right there. She can hear everything. And somebody said, is this call private? Yes. That means she's there with me. We, we are private. We're going to pray over you. Nobody will ever get to hear anything except the CIA. Let's tap in your phone. Or the FBI. But other than that, no one will know. <laughs> Say this after me. According, According to, the power. to the power. Now, let me close with this. So, I want, I want to read this again from the Amplified because I want you to get ready for tonight. In verse 20... It says here, who by in consequence of the action of his power that's at work within us, he's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask. So what I'm asking you to do tonight is to bring a pad with you, a paper, blank paper. You can maybe start on this this afternoon, but come ready to start writing down. I want tonight, I want, to, I want to focus on what you would dare ask God for. In other words, the Lord says, ask me. And then says, I dare you to ask me. Somebody said, well, I wouldn't dare ask for that. Why? Because it's so big. I want you to dare ask. Are you with me? So tonight, somebody said, well, I'll write on my phone. If you want the FBI to have it or the CIA, it's better to get a piece of paper because then nobody can even know what you're writing. Hello. Yeah. 
Somebody said, are you trying to hide something from the CIA or the FBI? Um, no, I'm just trying to make it a little bit more difficult. <laughs> Besides, is these are prayer things that people are praying over. It's none, none of your business. Yeah. So, above all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our highest praise, I want you to write down some things that you would consider that if you were to pray it, would be the greatest prayer that you could ever pray, and this is all concerning you, your family, or whatever. Are you with me? Your highest prayers. Then I'm going to ask you to write down some desires. And then some thoughts, some hopes, and some dreams. And we can seal it tonight. We can seal it tonight. Someone said, what are you doing, Pastor? I'm pushing you into a miracle. That's what I'm doing. I'm pushing you. I'm pushing you into a miracle. I'm pushing you into a miracle. You're going to walk in the miraculous. You're going to see the supernatural. You're going to see exceedingly abundantly above all that we dare ask or think. You're going to. You cannot come around this church and just be normal. So we said, I want to be normal. You're in the wrong room to be normal. Because there's big things sitting here on the inside of individuals here, and we, we go, the world has to see it. The world has to, the world's going to hear from you. Oh, but Pastor, if, if, if that comes to pass, I might be launched and I'd, I'd leave here. Look, obviously, I don't want everybody to go, but I'm not going to keep you here with super glue. I really want you to accomplish heaven's purpose and plan for your life. The last thing we want is for people to sit around here and be miserable. If you don't believe me, if I could take you on a tour right now, and we could go into all the auditoriums of some of the great churches in America, we could just zoom through, and no one could see us. You know what you would see? Miserable people sitting in the pews. Why? Because 30 years ago, they had a fire on the inside of them. 30 years ago, they had a dream, they had a desire, but it was squashed. The chance of them ever doing anything short of divine intervention. It's remote. They'll never do it. Because I never hear the pastor talk like this.
because the life of the person is always dependent upon them just coming to sit in church to listen to another message that's going to change their life, to come to another message that's going to change their life, to another one that's going to change their life. But in essence, does it actually change the people's lives? It doesn't. But when the fire comes, like it did on Pastor Sam, that's what's transforming. It's according to the power. If I was just here giving you these, whatever you want to call them, preach, teach, talks, then you could say, well, you, you're motivating me. All that would be was a motivation of the head. Without the fire come on the inside of you, it's not going to go anywhere. But something happens when the power of God comes. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we're going to see the fruit of heaven manifest through every single one of your lives. And when we get to heaven, when we stand on the other side, every one of you are going to hear these words. Well done. Thou good and faithful servant, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Every one of you are going to have treasure. Every one of you are not going to stand before God empty-handed on that day. Because that would be the most embarrassing day for me. Are you with me? Before we pray, let me say this. Somebody said, Pastor, I'd just rather go to church where they don't require anything of me. I'm not, I don't require anything of you. I'm only requiring that you get connected with what God has for you. What does God have for you? It's not what I want. What does God have for you? What does God have for your life, for your home, for your marriage, for your children, for your business, for your ministry? For whatever you put your hand to, what does God have? It's not what I have. It's what does God have for you? That's what heaven wants. That's what the overflow is all about. Are you with me? Ordinary men, ordinary woman being used of God. It's not this great man or great woman of God. It, it's an ordinary man, an ordinary woman used by a great and a mighty God. And he gets the glory. I said, he gets the glory. So I believe sitting in this room here today are people that are going to write history. You'll write history. If Jesus tarries another 50 years, people would say there was a group of people in 2023 that didn't just sit. They were the ones that heard the word of the Lord, that allowed the word to burn deep in their spirit, and they allowed God to activate them, and they rose up, and they began to do heaven's purpose and heaven's plan. We're not talking about doing the nonsense of the world. We're not talking about any of the stuff that they're talking about out there. I'm talking about you being guided and led by the Holy Spirit, and I'm talking about a daily basis. 24 hours a day, God can wake you up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you're ready for action. Are you with me? Come on. That means get a suitcase, put some stuff in there, we hit in the road. Then we're doing exactly what God tells us to do. Where are we going? I don't know. When we get there, we'll find out. What are you doing? You're walking on the water you'll see the supernatural. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did you get something out of this yet today? Amen.
Hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes, if you would, bow your heads, and you in your homes. I want to give an invitation right now. If you are here today and you fit in any one of these three categories, I want to pray with you and for you. You're watching by way of television. Maybe you came here today. You've never, ever given your life to Jesus. You've never said, Jesus, come and be my Lord and Savior. But I want to give you an invitation to surrender your life to him, to say, yes, Lord. Yes, today I surrender my life and I give my life to you. I want you to know that he loves you. That's one of the things that the Lord showed me was how much he loved these people. He loves you so much. And that his hand is extended towards you right now. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and have laden, I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He calls you. He says, come. Would you come? Would you surrender to him? Would you say, yes, Lord? What would happen if today was your last day on the earth? You went home, put your head on your pillow. In the middle of the night, you breathed out your last breath. Where would you go? Where would you spend eternity? I want you to know there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. You do not need to go to devil's hell, but today your life can be transformed, not by the hand of man, but by the hand of the Lord. Today he calls you. He says, come. Jesus is saying, come. Jesus is standing with arms right open. He says, come. Would you surrender to him today? Maybe something hidden that no one can see. Pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, anger, lust, the hidden things that clog the heart of man. But he said, I'm going to take out the stony heart and put in a heart of flesh. He said, a new spirit will I put within you. Maybe something outward that everyone can see. And that makes matters worse because you feel like, well, what's the use? People know how bad I've been. But God is a God of a second chance and a new beginning. And he says, come, will you surrender to him and say, yes, Lord. Yes. Yes. He loves you. Maybe it's not hidden or outward. Maybe it's a storm that came against your life. There have been many storms, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. A sudden divorce, a bankruptcy, the loss of a loved one, a sudden illness, the betrayal of a close friend, the loss of a job. Something happened that rocked your world, it shook your world. But today you say, I'm coming back. I want to fall in love with Jesus all over again. And I'm going to surrender my life afresh to him. My life is going to be living in the overflow from today. He calls you. He says, come. And then maybe you hear, you say, Pastor, I, I'm not sure of my salvation. The devil's always lying to me, telling me that I'm not saved. I don't have that assurance, but I want to know today. I want to know that I know that I know that I'm a child of God. If this is you, I want to pray with you and for you so you can leave this place with assurance while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you fit into any one of these categories, I want to pray with you and for you right now. Quickly, put your hand up. Say, pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the balconies, on the main floor, slip it up high and say, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Slip it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 
Thank you. Today is your day of freedom and liberty. You can put your hands down. I want to <clears throat> look over on this side of the, of the sanctuary here on the floor. You didn't raise your hand but want to be included quickly. Put your hand up and say, include me. Anybody else? I see your hand back there. Anyone else? Thank you. Up in the north balcony, you didn't raise your hand but want to be included. Just put your hand up. Anybody else? In the center section, you didn't raise your hand but want to be included. Just quickly put that hand up right now, right at the back. Another hand over here, another hand over there, another hand over there. What about the middle balcony, the west balcony? Just slip your hand up right now. Anybody else? Right up there. Thank you. Anybody else? And then on this side, you didn't raise your hand, but want to be included quickly on the floor. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? Thank you, lady with the red. Thank you. And then the south balcony, just slip your hand up. Anybody else? I'm going to ask every person that raised your hand to stand to your feet right now. Stand to your feet right now. All across the building. I want you to come from where you are and come stand right here. Come from the balcony. Bring your personal belongings. Come. Just go down the stairs. They'll bring you in. Come. We'll wait for you. Come. Today's your day. To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. We'll wait as they come from the balcony. The world behind me. The cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. No turning back. You can take the whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take the whole world. You can take the whole Brother. You can take the whole world. But give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. 
Look at this beautiful family. Yeah. I want you to look at me right now today. We're going to pray one prayer. One prayer fits all. You might say, but Pastor, you don't know what I've done or where I've been. No, I don't. And really, it's none of my business. Because I know what Jesus has done and where he's been. And what Jesus has done and where he's been cancels out what you've done and where you've been if you believe. I've had the privilege of doing this in 88 countries of the world. Amen. Over 43 years. I see the results in the people's lives. Years later, bump into them. They say, you won't believe what happened to me. I said, tell me. And they'll remind me of the place that they came to an altar just like this when they first surrendered their life, and then they tell me what the Lord's done. So I'm expecting very big things to happen in all of your lives today. Not only for those here, but you that are watching in your home. So I'm going to ask you in your home, if you raise your hand, nobody's there with you, but just stand where you are, and we're going to pray together with them. As I pray with them, you pray with me. Just close your eyes, raise your right hand to heaven. That's where your help comes from. And pray this together with me. Say this out loud. Say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Lord, you said in your word, if I confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, and I believe in my heart, that God has raised Jesus from the dead, I will be saved. So, Father, right now, I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart right now. Take out the stony heart. Put in a heart of flesh. Wash me. Cleanse me. Change me. Fill me. Use me. Let me never be the same again. I turn my back on the world. I turn my back on sin. And I follow your Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you that on the third day you rose for me. And thank you that you're coming back again for me. From this day on, I'll never be the same again. I confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. He is my Lord and my Savior. And right now, by faith in the finished work of the cross and by the shed blood of Jesus, I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me now. Now, just lift both hands. Let me pray over you, Father. I pray that you would seal them now by your blood and by your spirit, that on that day, not one will be missing. Raise them up to be mighty men and women of God and use them to impact this generation, we pray. On that day, they will hear these words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. I break every bondage. I break every addiction. I break everything that hell has tried to destroy you with. It's broken off of your life right now. I break fear. I break addictions. I break bondages. I pull it down by the roots. And I set you free. In Jesus' name. From this day, you'll never be the same. Father, we thank you for it now. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Somebody said, is that just like that? Yeah, it's just like that. It's about us surrendering our life to him. And then we make a decision from this day, I'm going to live in his presence. I'm going to walk in that anointing. All the testimonies you've heard here today, they're yours. They're yours. Amen. Praise God. This program has been brought to you by the friends and partners of Revival Ministries International in Tampa, Florida. For more information on the ministry of Drs. Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown or for additional resources, visit Revival.com.